There's like a lot of things that I know a little bit about, but there's very few things that I know a lot about. This time I thought I'd listen, and the story goes I am the same. Without medicine, I can't pretend it never ends. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry, and this week we will talk about the Monday show, Jim Florentine number three, and the Thursday show, On Air Meltdowns, Owls, Showers, and Working Cats. But first, I would like to welcome my co-host for today, fellow best friend, ultra fan, Rafi. Welcome, Rafi. Hello, Lisa. I don't have a dumb nickname today. <laughs> we can stick to Yule Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for adding that to the notes. I know I read them. I don't know if other people do, but I always enjoy you ruining my dumb made up names. <laughs> I like to I like to put a little ribbing in there. I know that you're the only one that reads it. So, you know, when it's two in the morning and I've had to pee for four hours, I'm like, hmm, I need to put in something funny here. <laughs> I enjoy it. Good. That's uh, my main goal. Let's talk about the Jim Florentine episode. This is his third visit. And one issue, maybe not an issue, one thing that I have to say about people that are on repeat is a lot of times, I don't even know how to say this. It's always interesting. There's a lot of, it's a, it's a great show to listen to, but it doesn't always provoke maybe conversation. It's just, oh, that's nice to have a on. It's like an old friend being back on again. It's it's cool, but maybe, I don't know. Did you get that from this, or was it just me? I think there's a bit of that, because she usually starts, she goes back and listens to the last episode, so she knows, you know, what they have and haven't talked about. But that can kind of lead to, like, just retreading over the same things. But it, it still works, and I think maybe this episode, people might not have liked it as much. I like it, because I liked it, because Jim Florentine is uh, a funny guy. I like him. I like the, that metal show. And also, the fact that it was so short kind of made this a weird episode, but good overall, I think. That's true. We didn't get to the questions from Twitter, which might have led to newer conversation. There was a lot of recapping, which is something that she does do well, where she'll where she will kind of, hey, remember we talked about this on the last show and it usually sparks a conversation with him. He kind of was just like, oh, did I say that? <laughs> it didn't really sometimes really lead to something new. And it was nothing on her part. I think that he wasn't playing as well. But I love Jim Florentine and I still thought it was an entertaining interview and fun. So one of the things they recapped was his horrible, horrible divorce. And I think the last time they went into it more, but the maybe not the end of it, you know, all of the, I don't know, it sounded pretty dirty. <laughs> Yeah, the aftermath. Um, well, she mentioned that it was in the news because I guess the guy was a cop. That's right. I hate I hate to uh, bring this up constantly. Just another reason to not trust police officers. They're scumbags, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> not only and, is he a cop, but he was a CrossFit cult cop. <laughs> oh, they're the worst. Can you imagine the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a terrible joke. Please do. Um, There's plenty of them out there on Twitter. Why not do one here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the subtweets yeah. sub that are going to be written. No, the, the funny thing was I, I recently, not so recently, but kind of recently, was listening to that last Jim Florentine episode. I just remember when she brought it up, how's marriage or how's the marriage? And he goes, it's over. <laughs> like just very bluntly to the point, it, it's a bad situation. And I thought like me, I don't want to offend anyone. I try not to except the police officers. They can go fuck themselves. 
But um, she she but like when she mentions oh so he was just like a fuck buddy I was like Lisa or Lisa <laughs> <laughs> I meant Allison like he might be touchy on this subject you know but I don't know I think maybe she knows better true especially with Jim Florentine's kind of like I don't know you can't be too sensitive right especially the way he lives his life with fucking around with people. Those kind of people make me so uncomfortable. And I have to say from a distance, hilarious, but I have so much empathy in my soul. So when I see somebody else getting the brunt of that, I also kind of feel uncomfortable, but still it's funny. But those kind of people, my mom's, I hope she's not, she's not listening to this show yet, but my mom's girlfriend is one of these people that wherever we go, she's making jokes to people. Like we were at the movies and there was a guy getting popcorn next to me and I hear someone say, oh, you stepped on my foot. And this is her saying it to the guy next to me. And he turns around and he's like, no, I didn't. And she's like, yeah, you did. I'm not going to be able to dance anymore. And it went into this whole thing. And luckily the guy was funny and like, you know, played along. And after the movie, they were still joking and became fr- like friendly. But it could have gone really bad. And those kind of people just make me so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's funny when... When other people do it, I'm like, oh my god, what are you doing? But if I do something like that, then I think it's totally fine. Right. I And just, I don't know, just those people like that, I just feel so... I mean, I would have to be drunk to to do something like that, I would imagine, because I just can't... I just don't have it in my heart to do that to somebody. I would start laughing before I was even done. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't do this to you. But he gets joy out of the uncomfortableness of other people. And I think, you know, Allison's the same way as me and probably a majority of people that they would be uncomfortable in that situation. Not, oh, let's see if I can fuck with people just to be uncomfortable. To, not to, there's no means to an end, any end either. It's just, just to make it uncomfortable. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. The, the thing I do like is that he's putting his foot down on the asking for a phone number thing at the, at like the register. Yeah. Because that bugs me a lot. Because it's like, why Why do you need a phone number? It bugs me and Bill, too, yes. And I, I mentioned him too much, but Bill Burr was just talking about that, how he'll just give them three area codes and then add a five. So he'll be like, <laughs> 310-212-8185. That's his phone number. And he has like a fake name. The fake names I'm good at coming up with quick, but it's... You'll it's, log it's in. Kid <laughs> yeah. Flacco. Kid, like, oh, I have a, I have a new rap name. Thank you for. Oh, I should have used that for the intro. It's Rocky's Harachi. That's an inside joke for me and my friend. But <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. So Jim Florentine was against having kids most of his life until he became forty-one. So there's still hope for you, Rafi, to have that feeling of okay, now I can have kids. I like people who, when their career is important to them, they stick with that and they don't let kids get in the way, which may sound bad, but I feel like this, I don't know how which generation it started, but it seems like everyone just wants everything. And maybe you have kids and your career and everything else, but some somebody's not getting 100% of your attention with that. So either someone else is raising your kids or your job is not getting the attention or the kids aren't getting the attention. So it's like, I like that he probably just didn't like kids for a long time, but also wanted to be more established and didn't want it to get in the way of his career. So... You know, there's a chance for you, Rafi. Yeah, and like I said last time, if I have some kids, turns out I don't really like them. I can always leave. Out of <laughs> Le- Leanne. Leanne, that was the best. That was the best on the Facebook. Fun- 
the funny part was later that day, I was driving somewhere and there's a billboard that says real men love babies. <laughs> and I tried to take a picture of it, but it's very blurry. I might have to post that on the uh, Facebook group. That's a good idea. I love Leanne's comedy. I still haven't listened to your, your episode with her and Jay. I just finally finished that Monday episode that you guys talked about. So I thought, okay, now I can finally listen to it. Anyways, that was just a shout out to Leanne. I don't understand Allison's rage against the word snickerdoodle. <laughs> that was like such a side side note, but she was so passionate about hating that word. Yeah, I remember when she tweeted that out. And I just thought, I feel like she's actually been on Twitter more recently. But yeah, I don't have a problem with the word snickerdoodle. It seems like the kind of thing she would call us at the beginning of a Thursday show. I bet you she has. And the kind of dog that I always say I want to get is a labradoodle. I wonder how she feels about them. Yeah, my husband has a real aversion to combination things. Like my aforementioned squirtle pillow. (laughs) Which you'll be happy to know I finally retired after 15 years or however many years. Poor Squirtle. It's still in the house. It's been given to the kids. I've I've upgraded to another thing to use to sleep with. I'm curious. Is it? What is it? (laughs) It's uh, it's just a regular pillow. I am going to avoid making a Pokemon reference that would make me seem as nerdy as I actually am. (laughs) Fine. And the word Pragers, I don't like people to use that either. That's icky. Pragers or Prego? How do you feel about Prego? Prego, I could see saying for like the humor part of it because it sounds dumb. But Pragers just sounds pretentious and mommy bloggers would use that. Did you ever say that your ego is Prego when you were (laughs) pregnant? Never. Have you ever seen the movie Juno? Yes. Okay, that's where that's from. don't remember that. It's been a while. I, yeah, no. I, I think I was pregnant before that movie came out, though. But yeah, Snickerdoodle doesn't bother me. I would love to be her Snickerdoodle, and I think we have been before. Megan, give us give us a, an update on that. They also talked about, you know, having your first baby where you don't want germs to touch them, and you're just, like, go crazy about every little thing, and by the set, you know, for me, it was the second one. I thought, okay, we're fine. <laughs> you're not supposed to take them out you know, for the first month. And I think my second baby was, I think she was maybe a couple days old. And we went out to breakfast and we were in the most crowded restaurant ever. And who walks in, but the doctor that delivered her. (laughs) I'm like, holy shit, what are the odds? I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but you know what? She's fine. And a big, big thing. And I know this is just keep this in the back of your mind for when you do have kids. Having a regular nap time for your kids is the most important thing. Just not even just nap time, but a schedule. So you have, they just get used to a certain thing. Every single parent of a kid that I've watched are taken care of and they're, and they come to me and they say, they never take naps. So, you know, they're just wild or whatever. And then when I start taking care of them, I put them on a schedule and they take naps. They're just fine. It's what people do is they don't want to stop. They want to go out and do everything still and not just take it down a notch. But One thing that happens to you when you do take it down a notch is after 10 years, you become a hermit because you're so used to not going out and doing anything. You have to force yourself to do it. So, But I don't think Allison's going to have that problem. She's already used to not going out. Yeah, I guess I don't have much to add there other than I do. I recently started taking naps after work. Then when I sleep at night, I wake up and I'm still sleepy. So I'm just going to kill myself probably. All right. So you have a new nickname. It's it's Nappy Hirachi. (laughs) (laughs) No, please. 
No. I should have just surprised you on the write-up. <laughs> Jim Florentine was on basically, I think, to promote his uh, Simple Man comedy special, which they didn't really talk a lot about, but it sounds funny. And I, I don't think I've ever seen his stand-up before. Have you? I haven't. It's funny. I'm a fan of so many people, and I've never seen them do stand-up. Same. I think it's from Howard Stern, though. For me, a lot of people that have been on his show are thinking, oh, I love this person and that person. And wow, I've actually never seen what they do for a living. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'd be like it'd be like if you were friends with a celebrity, but you never saw their work. I'm I'm a fan of the person. Like I don't even know what you do, but I'm a fan. Like I said, I like that metal show. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that's a good show. I don't watch TV anymore, so I don't know if it's. I'm assuming it's still on. Yeah, uh, it is. I I haven't seen it for a while, but I know one of my neighbors watches it. and He talks about it every once in a while. He's like, "Oh, guess who was on last night?" And blah blah blah. And my husband's like, "We need to start watching that again." Um, I liked Jim Florentine's episode. I hope. That it didn't come off as though I didn't. I just, it was interesting and I liked listening to it. I look forward to another. Um, let's talk about the Thursday episode. It was a, it was an action-packed episode, I think. First, we were her little iced oatmeal cookies, which I love. I think there was a JMO on Monday. I think it was Demian's about oatmeal cookies, which I'd say is one of my go-tos. If it's an option between that and chocolate chip, I'll probably take the oatmeal. I probably like chocolate chip better, but oatmeal I don't have as often. I don't know. I'm rambling. Oatmeal cookies are delicious. I think the people that don't like them, it's because they're, they're getting oatmeal raisin, and raisins can eat a large sack of penises. <laughs> oatmeal cookies are great. I just had a oatmeal cookie with ice cream or espresso coffee ice cream sandwich Ooh. those are words that go together i got <laughs> lost i was like what is what um yeah i had an ice cream sandwich where the coffee was or the ice cream was like coffee and the cookies were oatmeal uh delicious raisins can go fuck themselves though i have to come clean i like the raisins in the oatmeal oh, cookies <laughs> But well, to be fair, you're from another time. That's very true. My old dusty lady. My old dusty lady. <laughs> my old lady dusty snacks that I like. But then you add iced on top of it. It's That's dreamy. I like them. I also think people hear the word oatmeal and they're like, ugh, no thanks. But yeah, yeah I think they're You think underrated. of it as like goopy morning food that no, that you eat when you're trying to be healthy. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's why. A punishment for breakfast. Yeah. In Daniel's intro, he said, Chef Jeff would like to pet your kitty cat. And that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I don't know why. Or maybe I was just... Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can insert your thoughts here. Then, okay, so Allison was talking about doing a new segment. And she was considering calling it Master of Your Domain, which I couldn't love more. Even though it means something totally different on Seinfeld, and it's a little bit lengthy. Also, I don't know how much, how many things these people are experts in or enthusiasts in to make the segment last past a couple of episodes. But just as a short one, I think it sounds pretty fun. What would be your expertise? You know, I thought about this, and there's like a lot of things that I know a little bit about, but there's very few things that I know a lot about. So keeping with their ridiculous themes that are like not actually useful. I would say I'm an expert in Jay-Z and Biggie lyrics. <laughs> I've, I've listened to Illmatic probably a million and one times. So maybe his lyrics from that album. What else am I an expert in? 
Um, I think you and I are an expert in maybe one of the same things. If you could see the look on my face right now, I don't know. Seinfeld! I, I See, here's the thing. I don't want to say I'm an expert because yeah. sometimes, like with your with your other account, Outside Cucumber, I was like, how is that a Seinfeld reference? And you're like, because he brought one in. And I was like, oh, yeah. So maybe like Al said, if I had a week to brush up on some Seinfeld. Yes, for sure. Maybe. It would all click because for me, I would never say I'm an expert in really anything. But enthusiast, I could answer a lot of questions about Seinfeld. But then if it was, let's say, behind the scenes or actors names and things like that, no way. I'm not, that's not the kind, for me, it's all about the content and the jokes and the, I could probably watch an episode and just repeat the dialogue the whole time. And you know what I mean? It's just, I remember all the inside jokes and all the everything, even facial expressions, like everything about the show, I think I will remember and know about, but not the behind the scenes stuff, like the trivia. Right. It's like, we, we know the album. We don't know the liner notes. Right. And for me, I know the song and not the album and probably not the band. (laughs) Yeah, that's another thing is like sometimes like there's an episode and it's like the bank deposit or something. And I'm like, the bank deposit? I'm like, what is that about? And then you watch it and you're like, oh, the episode where they do this in the bank. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. That that happened to me with the pilot episode. Not the pilot, but the pilot Mm. where they were doing their own pilot. And I remember we were talking about it a long time ago during the Seinfeld podcast. And there was talk of, oh, maybe they were, you know, flying an airplane. In my mind, I didn't say that. Someone else said that. And I was just like, for sure that didn't happen. But I can't, for the life of me, think of what the pilot is. I'm like, oh, duh. (laughs) pilot that they wrote. Hello. Yeah, I have the same thing. But yeah, I would say also Twin Peaks. I Before, I would say I was not an expert, even though I was a giant fan of it and anything David Lynch. But then if you ask me questions, I'd be like, no. But now that I've seen the show and listened to enough podcasts, I think I know probably a lot about it and i could probably answer a lot of questions but then you know when we went to the twin peaks festival the people doing the trivia was mind-boggling like there's no way i knew enough stuff i mean they play like one little piece of a song and you had to say what scene that was from from a show and they'd say oh Oh, and they knew it it's like oh my gosh it was crazy how much they knew. Other than that what goes on in the show i could probably say i don't know i don't know if anything else okay so with certain songs, I could do that. So I could see, like, if they listened to the soundtrack so much that they knew the songs. The way I said so much, I make it seem like it's a lot. No, like, there is this show on YouTube called The React Channel, and then they have, like, people, and they do, like, a guess that tune kind of thing, and they'll play one second mm, of a song. Yes. And I just heard, and then I was like, oh, that's Back in Black. That's oh, super right. easy. Right. right? And then people are like, what is that? That's not even a song. And I was like, if you know the song, you know what it is. Totally. Like, it's super obvious. So I could see, I don't think I would listen to the Twin Peaks soundtrack that much and know it from like a scene. But but yeah, like, it's it's doable. It You're is. not a big enough fan is the problem, Lisa. Well, and if you listen to the soundtrack, every single song sounds almost the same. <laughs> it's like reverby, echoey guitar, super slow. Yeah. Yeah. And then there will be like subtle changes here and there, depending on whose theme it is. It's Laura's or it's the, the mm. Twin Peaks theme or whatever. And yeah, it's different. But then also the show and the movie have two different soundtracks. So it's, even though a lot of the songs are similar, I'm curious to see how this segment goes. I, I love how Allison said that she's an expert on ducks, which I don't really know how much you can know about ducks. <laughs> she must really have to know a lot. <laughs> I just thought she thought they were cute. Yeah. Well, like Daniel said, one, she's an expert at Facts of Life, and one, you're just a big fan of. Because, like he said, a, an expert would know the genus of the duck. I try to think, 
if there was a Jeopardy category on this, would I be confident, you know, in like doing the, the Daily Double? Is that what oh, it is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking the Daily Double was like a dog track term that I learned as a child or something oh, from hanging out there so much. <laughs> we need to dive into that on the next. Thank you for being a fan. I think she would be an expert on Facts of Life, though, because she could... I think she could rattle off names of episodes and who was in it and what character was not in it in the last whatever. You know, she would know everything, I think. Yeah, I was going to bring this up later, and I still will. But during the live tweet of Christmas in the Big House, I was like, why is there, why are they in a store? She's like giving, trying to give this guy some free extra something. And it's like, what the hell kind of store is that? I thought there, it was like a girl's school. But she could clearly answer that for me. Well, it was later when Edna opened Edna's edibles. Yeah, and then on the rewatch, I saw that in the credit sequence. Yeah, that was later on. I don't remember why they opened the store, but probably because they ran out of things to do at a school. So they're like, well, let's add a store somewhere that Edna's going to open and you guys are going to help me. I don't really remember. I remember watching it. I wasn't a huge... I was a a big fan of it at the time. I'm not going to lie. I was digging the show. It's very sitcom-y and 80s and... Growing up with it, I liked it. You didn't grow up with it, so you like it. So that's that says something. I think maybe because, like, growing up, I watched Saved by the Bell. And I think yes. it's very similar. It's, it's just, like, very dumb shit. It's, like, the whole thing's resolved in 22 minutes. Yes. What more do we need? Exactly. So, um, Greg Heller is going to be on the next Patreon bonus episode. So you guys need to get on Patreon and support Allison because that because the bonus episodes are so awesome. And Greg, I miss Greg so much. So I'm excited that he's going to be on. I don't want to hear very much more about the cod genital eating. That almost made me barf. So I'm guessing you haven't seen his video on no, Instagram. No. I, I keep having to uninstall things on my phone because I run out of space. <laughs> and that's usually the first to go because I'm like, I'm not posting pictures. Like, I don't really care. I don't know why I don't care. I just need to care more. Actually, maybe I don't because I don't want to see tempera cod genital tapioca balls. Hmm. This has come up many a time on here now, but what is the weirdest thing you've eaten? Right. And see, I'm not, I feel like I'm an adventurous eater, but not when it comes to that kind of thing. So it's not really adventurous. I will try everything, but not when it comes to balls. <laughs> I'm not going to eat brains or balls. So you haven't had Rocky Mountain Oysters? No. And what was it that Daniel was calling them? Something fries? Cattle oh, fries? Oh, um, and I've heard that one too. Sheep fries? No. Uh, lamb fries? I don't remember. I think it was cattle fries he was saying. Cattle fries? Um, and then there was another term they used. Anyway, I've had Rocky Mountain Oysters. They're not good, but also <laughs> they're not like, ew, gross. It was ew, just like... testicles. It, just like fatty, not particularly good tasting so i don't see why people would eat them but all right so you saved me a trip to the ball sack thank you (laughs) that's exactly what i expected that that texture is not something that i would enjoy i think the weirdest thing you know when i go to sushi i'll eat like raw shrimp and raw scallops but i don't think that's crazy how do you feel about uni i must not have had that before is that the one that's all spiky yes and it's like yellowish kind of orangey colored okay i have not had that i've seen it on the menu and not known what it was so maybe i'll try it is that any good it it is good sea urchin why couldn't i remember what the fuck it was yes and it's good i had it in a shooter it was it was sake Mm. and okay then i've had it i've had it then okay i had a sake shooter with the egg and the yes i have had it then oh 
It's a little gaggy, but it's I've, I've, I've gone back for more. <laughs> Have you had foie gras? No. I I used to like liver when I was a kid, and then pate I probably liked because I liked weird things when I was a kid, but I don't think I've ever had foie gras. I feel like the same with the uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters. It was like fatty, mm. kind of not that great tasting, but maybe I should revisit it. I think after I learned how it was made was the first time I had heard of it, so it never turned me on to to try it. After I heard how it was made is what made me want it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you like to choke uh, gooses down with their their food? No, and was it on this podcast that they were talking about something like that about food? About how? Oh, yes, the sheep and the um, yes, and the lamb. lamb. Yes, I know. I've had, like, rack of lamb before, and I did not even think that it was a baby sheep. I also have just discovered this, thanks to Allison. And it's funny because I knew lamb and sheep. I knew one's the baby of the other. But when I see lamb on the menu, I don't think of it as a baby sheep. I never connected those together at a restaurant or in my mind at all. <laughs> it was like two separate entities. Yeah, I thought it was like one was the guy and one was the girl, you know? <laughs> But now my bubble has been burst. And also, I didn't know what mutton was. I just know it is a reference to chewing the mutton. Yeah. And um, for me, the same thing. I didn't realize. I knew it was something like sheepy, <laughs> but I didn't know what. I, in my mind, mutton sounds like a really old sheep, like an kind of die. <laughs> sounds disgusting. Maybe that's why they name things these different names so we can sure. disassociate from what we're eating. Because if you were going to say, I'm going to make a leg of baby sheep. <laughs> yeah. Not so tasty. And for some reason, leg of lamb sounds delish. Never had it, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting so hungry right now. I know, me too. I just had this talk with the kids the other day. We went to an Italian place and my son's like, what's veal? I said, oh, that's a baby cow. And he's like, oh. <laughs> and I didn't go into the details of how, you know, their lives are and all that. I was just, I just said, you know what? I've never had veal before and I don't think I ever will. Just based on the fact that I know where it came from and what it went through. But he was like, okay, I'm good. Baby cow just sounded no, no good. Okay. This might be a hot take, but uh, let me know what you think. Okay. Maybe it's better to eat veal than regular full-grown beef because the baby cow has been in misery for a shorter amount of time before they kill it. The cow is like living for, I don't know, decades maybe before they kill it. So we're really putting the babies out of their misery before it gets worse, you know? And that's true. And then you're not eating the stress of the lifelong... (laughs) terrorized animal (laughs) you know i probably wouldn't articulate that if i chose veal over beef but you might have a point there really it might be more humane and then also much like allison says i don't want people to send me videos or let me know oh no it's just as bad for them and here's why i know for me Uh, the the best thing is just to not eat any of it and that's probably we don't eat a lot of meat in general anyway, so eating a... I just can't eat a baby cow. I just can't. No, I just... Even though they are shorter lifespan, maybe, but they never see the light of day. It's just the whole thing. I can't. But it's also hypocritical to eat a steak rare. So, I mean, I'm not <laughs> preaching to be a vegetarian or vegan to each his own. So you eat meat sparingly? Are you also a Mormon? No. I love that they were talking about Mormonism as everything sparingly, which I feel like the Mormons go hog wild for, and maybe just them as a representation of Mormons as a whole, which is not really maybe the best to generalize, but 
they go hog wild for soda and snacks, which is not really maybe taking it easy on things. Yeah, so I know alcohol is like completely bad in their religion, but what if you just do it sparingly? I could convert. True. Um, also, not. I don't. I would like to ask Leanne this. I don't know. I thought that they couldn't have coffee and tea because of caffeine, but then they all love Diet Coke, so I wasn't sure. Then I heard it was maybe because it was a hot drink, which I don't know if that's true either. So, my Leanne, keep us posted. We need to know. You're our uh, Mormon representative. Yeah, she on on the episode I did with her last. I think she said she's the official spokesman. <laughs> she spokeswoman. really is. Well, she's a very level-headed person, so it's it's good that we can talk to her about and ask our silly questions, and I can make my generalizations about going hog wild for stuff. She'd be like, well, actually, this is the truth. I'll say, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's more of a Utah thing, because I wonder if where Leanne is, mm. if, is it, is, you know, is there a swig cookie equivalent? Are there soda shops? Interesting. Okay, Leanne, we need we have a lot of we have a lot of uh, information we need from you. Feel free. Speaking of our, another of our favorite little Mormons, Sam hit a major milestone and got her molars, which is pretty huge. And then she became a gymnast. Apparently, <laughs> the whole story was making me so nervous. I take care of a baby that's the exact the same age, and I don't let her hang out on the couch because she can't walk yet. She can't do anything yet. And if I saw her flip into the air and do like a backflip, <laughs> I don't even know what I would do. Yeah, that was pretty scary. I remember when I used to watch my nephew and he was like pretty very young. If I had him on the couch, I like literally put my hand on the edge like he's not going to roll over. And he he wasn't like walking at all. He was just like super newborn. So I would just like put my arm there and be like, if I'm turning my back or something, I'm like, you're not going anywhere. (laughs) And I think that that's probably how most new parents are. They're like, this thing is like... You've got to be super careful, but then as time goes on, you turn your back to get a Kleenex. Right. And next thing you know, your baby's doing backflips. And I think for me, it, be, it being somebody else's kid, I'm even on more alert because our house is not baby-proofed, so I am just constantly, my eyes are on her. And I'm used to that because that's how I was with my kids. We didn't baby-proof a lot, and I already talked about that, but, you know... It does make your job a little harder, but yeah, turning to get a tissue is such a normal thing in life. And then your daughter decides to do, I don't even know how a baby does a backflip. <laughs> like what was in her mind that that's something she's doing? I think uh, Jay Inslee needs to do some sort of a, some sort, or maybe, or maybe Jason Dix needs to do some animation of that. You know, yeah, I don't know what was in Sam's mind, <laughs> but it seems... I think she has like the dancing genes of Jenna's brother, Chuck, because she dances, she waves, she's doing backflips. This is a super adorable baby, by the way. I She really is. She's so darling. I love that we get to watch her grow up. And I can't believe next year we're going to get to watch baby Rosen Quants grow up the same way and hear all of these stories and see all the pictures. I'm so excited. I love that um, Allison is is now nesting. I like how she thought, oh, we're just cleaning out some stuff, but because she's so known for that. (laughs) (laughs) And then they said, you know, you're nesting. And it is crazy, the feeling of nesting. You just, I mean, I went nuts. I scrubbed the walls from top to bottom with just sprayed them down, cleaned. I wanted every surface clean and everything moved and everything in its place. 
And you can't, I mean, I would wait for my husband to come home from work to help me move some furniture. And I was like, nope, I can't wait. I just need this moved. So he would come home and the whole like room would be totally moved. He's like, you're not supposed to be moving furniture. Like I have it in my mind. I need to do it. I just have to. Yeah. The the thing is, you know, now I, the next time that I go, I'm not even going to recognize the room anymore. You know, it's going to be so different. (laughs) (laughs) You asshole. Uh, I'm not even going to recognize her home anymore, but, um, no, it's good. I, well, they brought up something that I've been dealing with when I moved. I was like, I already have like seven crates of records that weigh a million pounds each. So I need to get rid of some crap. I have a box that's full of like old clothes and whatnot that I don't need. And I was like, I have to take these to like the Goodwill, but wow. Second mention today, Bill Burr on his show was just talking about how that can't, like, Goodwill can't be, like, up to any good. And someone wrote in saying that they used to work at a Goodwill and that they'll, they take everything, like, it could be a shit-covered mattress and they have to take it, and then they put it in an 18-wheeler and just let it sit there for a while, then they ship it off to who knows where, and then eventually, you know, it gets put on sale. And so, like Daniel was saying that they were so jam-packed that they were turning people away. So, I don't know what to do with this box full of shit. I wish, Lisa, you could just sell it on eBay for me. Yes, I have two options. eBay is awesome, and it, it warms my soul to hear Jeff talking about selling on eBay. But... Either selling on eBay, but what this is something that I do at least once a month. This month and last month, I already have it scheduled a couple of times. You can go online and schedule pickups. They'll come to your house, okay? So you don't have to drive it around because all those places are jam-packed. We have this one company. They don't... What it used to be when I was a kid, I remember my mom would call the Goodwill. They'd come out and they'd pick through stuff and they'd leave half your shit. This place will take everything. So I will go online, I'll schedule it, and then it forces me to clean out a bunch of shit. And it feels so fucking good. Just like Jeff was saying that he, he gets ruthless with the cleaning out. This before Christmas and then right after, I have this like need with all this new stuff coming in, you can get all my old shit out and just get organized. And I think it happens a couple of times a year where I have that almost like nesting myself where I'm just like, I need to get rid of everything. So anyways, there might be something in your community where you can just, like I do the Vietnam veterans. I don't know how, where they go, you know, if the countrywide or if it's just local to me, but there are certain places that will just come and pick it up. So you can like, just put it somewhere. Uh, It's probably hard in an apartment, but maybe not. Do you have like a gate or something or can you put it? There is a gate, but they can get in. That just reminds me when I used to live somewhere else, we'd constantly get like calls and whatnot, like for the, the arc. They're like, Oh, we're going to be in your neighborhood on these days. Do you have anything to donate? And I'm like, no. And now that I need them, (laughs) they they don't call. That's the exact same thing. We would get cards in the mail. Hey, we're going to be in your neighborhood. Put your stuff out on this day. And this company does that too, but what you could, what I do is I'll just go onto their website and see when they're in the neighborhood and I'll just schedule it for that day. So you can do it, you know, proactively. And today, in fact, is one of those days our front porch is full of so much stuff and it feels so good to get like push it out the front door. If it's records though, it's so hard um, because shipping the, the stuff. records, I'm gonna, I don't want to, I want to get rid of them, but I'd have to go to like a record store yeah. on the day that the person who buys them is there and I'm still going to get like $5 for a hundred records or something. So true. Like, probably uh, store like credit. Newman, like Newman and <laughs> Kramer. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's the guy who can't walk anywhere in Damn South it. America? 
after you said that on one of the other episodes, I, I saw that episode. I'm like, aha, it's that. And now I forgot. It's some yeah, tropical um, place. <laughs> but so, but, but the box that I have, it's like, it's just like clothes and, and yeah, I would be like Jeff, like I want to go through even more things and be like, hey, I don't need this. Why do I have all these like dumb old CDs that I'm not going to listen to? Yep. I have a huge bin of CDs that my husband was like, well, no, well, let's just put it out with the donations. I said, there's probably some in there that I can transfer onto iTunes and just so I don't have to rebuy it again. But for the most part, it's so funny how you collect those things and they were worth so much money, DVDs and CDs. And now it's just kind of like, eh, they're trash almost. Well, I'm still sure that I'll be able to retire on my Beanie Baby collection. <laughs> Do you have the Princess Diana one? I actually don't have any Beanie Babies, but I like making that joke. I assumed you didn't. <laughs> Beanie baby Rafi. Baney? I don't even know what I'm saying. All right. Um, okay. Cupping. Massages. I'm a big fan of massages. I've had two in my life. So clearly maybe not as big a fan. More just nervous about going into places to get one. But this cupping thing, I'm really, really fucking interested. I have the same problem in my shoulder that Jenna was talking about. And I'm thinking maybe it's because I'm carrying that baby all the time. It started with watching her, and I never thought about that, but I'm not used to that. So maybe that's part of it. But this cupping thing, have you done this? Like Al, I've never had a massage. I've definitely never done this cupping. I'm not, like, scared of it. It's just, like, when I think, I was thinking about this recently because I was, mm, I'm not going to say that. Uh, (laughs) I was thinking about it recently, and I was like, if I went to get a massage, where would they say my stress is? Because I know, like, my back hurts all the time, but I'm like, I don't feel like there's like a thing like, oh, your neck. Maybe my neck, actually, because sometimes it does like a weird pop where it feels like my head's going to come off. But <laughs> That might be an issue. It, it can be, maybe. Um, so, I don't know. I, I just feel like massage places are kind of sketchy, right. but maybe it's just because I've never been to one. Well, I, the, the two that I've had was there was a girl that came to our house that was like a friend of a friend. So, that was my first one, and that was cool, but it was weird. And then only because it was weird to me, you know, to have someone in your house and you're, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird thing to have a stranger put their hands on you. But the other one was at Burke Williams. So I felt like I was more comfortable there. But of course, my cousin took me. It was a, as a gift. And we, we were sitting there waiting and these two dudes come out. It wasn't Raymond, but this like tall, Adonis comes out to do her and then like this other kind of I don't know not attractive but a kind of attractive guy came out to do mine and I was just like really this is what we're doing right now I don't know if I would have preferred a woman or I don't even know what I was thinking but to see these people come out and her and I are just giggling the whole time like oh my gosh what are we doing <laughs> I think if you're like a good looking guy that's a good line of work to go into I've read some stories Let's leave it at that. Yes. Or also Sex and the City, right? Your favorite show? I don't remember that, but I do remember Seinfeld. And maybe I'm afraid if I go get a massage and it ends up being a man, you (laughs) know, I could be be in the same predicament as George. (laughs) My, yeah, my husband has never gotten one either. He's afraid of enjoying it too much. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's like, they say that, you know, like you want someone that's like really big and strong to really work out the knots. And then so you'd have to get a guy maybe 
or if you get a woman, it's going to be like Daniel says, where like she has her elbow like full body weight into your back, you know, and you can't like move or breathe or talk or anything. So I don't know. It's lose lose to me. It is because you want a big dude to work out all the, the kinks, but then you don't want to get kinky with, with a big dude on you. Or the, what if it does? You know, you flip over and it's a tent. You don't you don't want to have to worry about that. And then I think my husband could get on board with like a small lady walking around on his back, but then that also could happen when he turns over. <laughs> <laughs> I think the I think what what the solution is here for for you and your husband is just you give each other massages. You yeah. take some classes. That's true. You know, get get your certificate in six to eight weeks. <laughs> I'm really lazy about that. <laughs> He's pretty good, but my, my daughter actually is pretty good about giving massages. And I'm like, we need to use this as long as possible. Actually, just for me. She always wants to rub my feet to make money. I'm like, all right. <laughs> cool. You really are Peggy Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> rub my uh, feet. <laughs> rub my tushy. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So, Allison casually drops two big pieces of news and that is she said that there will be a new t-shirt design for 2017 it has to be your shirt right well you know when she said <laughs> this is me in a nutshell i know she means my shirt but also i'm like what if she's not talking about my shirt what if she's talking about some other shirt what could it be but i'm assuming she meant mine and speaking of that later today i I'm going to print uh, the shirts that I've been promising to some people and that I've been meaning to send to Allison forever. I got rid of the old ones. So have you seen some people on Twitter uh, saying that they got theirs? That's what's going on. So the new ones are the ones that everyone's going to get. So the winners from the live tweet, some other people, Allison and the whole gang, are going to get theirs very soon. That's so cool. I, I had an idea and I, and I wrote it down here is, especially since you're going, I don't know if you can make a onesie in time to send it to Allison for the, the Patreon live stream baby shower. So I have been thinking of that but so i i sent chloe um megan's dog a little dog shirt with that logo on it um like i don't know fucking was it for our friend anniversary or for her birthday i don't remember but i sent megan one a while back before i even revealed it to allison for the oh wow la Podfest thing so so I what the way I did that was I just went to a website that prints things and I printed it from mm. there. So then I used them again to make a shirt for Sam and a onesie for the baby. And then when I got them in, they looked like shit. Aww. So I put them in a drawer and I forgot about it for way too long. And then when I was cleaning, I found them and then I emailed the people like, hey, give me a refund for these shitty looking things. And they're like, oh, we have like a whatever return policy. And I was like, okay, go fuck yourselves. So I was like, you know what? I'll make them myself. But the problem is the logo that I used for the shirt, because I screen print it, it's oh, <clears throat> the logo 10 inches wide or something like that. Mm. I would have to make another screen with the logo very tiny, like maybe three and a half inches or four maybe i would have to make another screen with that picture in a smaller one so i'd have to buy another screen i'd have to make the screen and oh, and that's a lot it. right here's the I thing it, would, it. it could pay off in the future though because maybe allison would want to sell dog shirts or kid shirts i know i would like to have you know some kid size shirts for some of the shows especially for sorry not sorry but 
having a dog shirt would be cool, and I'm sure Allison would be down for that if you made the smaller screen. Okay, here's the thing. Okay. When she starts making these shirts, I'm not going to make them. So, right. I see. So that's why I'm, I'm kind of in a bad situation with that. But I, I do want to give her a shirt for the baby and for Sam. Will they wear them? I don't know. And I'm sure they will. When I, when I go today, I'm going to see, like, do you guys have smaller screens? Is that something we can do? But exposing them to me is not fun. It's it's not hard. It's just it's just another step. I, it's already stressful enough for me to be printing these shirts because if I make a fucking mistake, well, there goes one shirt down the drain. Yeah, I know. You put a lot of work into that. I, I'm curious to know if she's going to want Greg's name off with the next design or how that's going to work if she's just going to put like, I think we talked about this, maybe put question marks there or something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember talking about that, but I I think, yeah, I thought about that because I thought about sending one to trap dog and I was like, but he's not on there. Mm. I know he would like the shirt, but I'm like, would it be, because like, you know, with the Ramon shirt, like every, the logo every now and then, you know, it changes like depending who's in the, in the group at the time. So I was thinking who, like, would I really get rid of, Greg and add trap dog. Well, that's a lot. So I'd have to move every name over. I'm not good at illustrator or Photoshop. So it's, it's too much work. I need, sorry, I'm bad with names. Yes. Emily Emily. and her husband. Yes. I need Emily to handle all of this for me. That's not a bad idea. I wouldn't, you know, that would be pretty cool to do something or maybe do a nod to trap dog in the shirt somewhere, like a little puppy head or TD or something. I don't know. Or just do, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, but I know you're already stressed out about it, and like time's a ticking. Although you could make a onesie for like a welcoming the baby present or something, which I was thinking about making something for his room, but I don't know the baby's name, so it kind of was based on the name first. I'll probably send Um, her like a congratulations, the baby's here present, a little something. Yeah, and you just reminded me, I I bought something from her registry and sent it out already. Um, so I did want to give her something else from me and that's what I, the shirt was going to be. I, I don't know. I, I feel like all of this should be edited out. But also the reason I don't want to ask someone like Emily is because I don't have money to pay them. Mm. That's why I did everything myself. And then it still turns out to be very, very expensive. <laughs> giving away <laughs> dozens of shirts to people on Aww. Twitter. I know. I still want to make some Best Friends Fancast shirts I don't know if anyone's going to want to buy one, but it would be cool to just have some to give out to, you know, the people that are always on or if you have like an idea, I do. I actually had it already designed and I was talking to Emily and then we kind of, then I thought, well, after the first of the year, I'll have more money, but it hasn't really happened. Well, yeah. And and the other thing is like, it's good to go with someone like Emily cause she knows what she's doing or her husband or whoever makes them. But like with me, my shirt is so easy to make because it's one color Mm, um, right. If you do multiple colors, then things get tricky. Yeah, I was uh, doing two doable. color. Mm-hmm. Two color, and I think I want to talk to her about doing it soon, because I think that'd be really cool. I would uh, be very interested in seeing this design. The other big news that she dropped was that Allison and Greg are doing a podcast together. Greg Fitzsimmons. Um, Like she said, she mentioned that on another podcast, though, with him. But I on thought, his, maybe? Th- did she say that? Okay, was it on his? Because I didn't hear it. And I know they've always talked about it, but I just, this was the only confirmation that I have had heard. So I might be behind on some of the shows. So maybe that's why I was kind of like, oh, yeah, and we're doing a show together. I'm like, that's kind of major. Yeah, um, she verified that somewhere else. 
more Allison's always good in my book. I wonder if it's going to be them doing their own show and it's totally separate from both of their shows or if it's going to be aired on his show and her show or just hers or how that's going to work. Curious. From what I understand, and I know nothing that you guys don't know, but I think it's like a separate new separate show. It's about parenting. Oh. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's so cool. And then the new show that Jeff has launched, Blast Off Podcast, which sounds it sounds pretty nerdy and fun. <laughs> okay, I have a problem with this. He tweeted about it, and I was like, Blast Off Podcast? I'm like, mm-hmm. Professor Blast Off already existed. Yes. They need a different name. And I was thinking the same thing, but then I, I know it's named after the comic shop. Professor Blast Off named after that, or that's their own thing? No, it, <laughs> I think it was just not. a weird name. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get that it's like their comic thing, but I feel like they could have done something maybe blast off comics podcast i don't know i I, I have the same feeling too of oh they're bringing that podcast back oh no something totally different with a very similar name (laughs) yeah maybe people who like go looking for old professor blast off will find this and be like what is this this isn't tig and kyle and david This, this is about comics people still read comics um it reminded me of all my old comics and my comic reading days. And actually being in L.A. when I was with Megan and, and you at, at that comic shop, and I'm looking around like, oh, my gosh, it just took me back to the 90s and going to comic shops and getting the new whatever issue and how exciting it was and how listening to a podcast about that might not be very fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that podcast would be about, but I know when we were at Meltdown, like I'm like, this is kind of cool, but I think just because I'm not into comics, I couldn't really give a shit. I was just like, eh, I guess it's cool if you're into this, but for all I know, that's like the coolest comic shop in, you know, California. Actually, when I was when I was there also, like the day before, I went to Burbank to see Ali Gertz perform in a comic book shop, and that was also, that shop was actually, I think, cooler for me because it had a lot of mo- movie memorabilia. They did not have stage and screen actor Anthony shit anthony something's shirt forget it (laughs) i was trying to make a reference to when kramer was trying to give jerry a shirt for the van oh i can't remember that either i can't remember dana Dana gould his friend he was fragile frankie Uh uh-huh yeah he's like oh i have anthony quinn's i think it was anthony quinn is that a person might be yes I have Anthony Quinn's uh, shirt here. He took it off to do yoga in the park. (laughs) Something like that. He snatched it. Yeah, but comic shops, comic books, podcasts, not for me. I still want to buy Daniel's Spider-Man books, though. Other than that, not a big interest from me. And it's sad because I want to support Jeff and all that he does. But just the other shows that he works on are not for me. And also, I don't have a ton of time anymore for podcasts. I know. I have zero time. And I'm going to listen to his new show. I don't know if it's him talking like it was on Barracuda Radio or if it's just him producing another one. But I'll give it a shot to see what what it's all about. I don't know if it's within a quarter inch, you know. status but uh i still want to have i still want to hear her on allison's show that'd be awesome the other allison rosen that i think that could be a patreon bonus episode i don't know if it'd be good enough for like a monday episode (laughs) that would be very interesting oh you know what when i was at her house she was mentioning how good this show sounds and she's like, you guys do that over Skype, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I want to do that. But she's afraid that the quality would not be so good because certain people can do 
like people in New York could do her show, but via oh, Skype. Yeah. It would open and her up to a whole bunch of new people. Right. This would be a good way to test it is have this other Allison Rosen on mm. via Skype and do it as a Patreon show. And if it sounds good, maybe she can get, you know, Hannibal Burris or whoever. But I don't know if the other Allison Rosen would sell many Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with quilting. Okay. So Allison's. She doesn't do the news segment regularly, but I do love that Greg Fitzsimmons said, oh, here comes China News or Chinese News or whatever he said when he heard the intro. Yeah, but that that's uh, it's, it's a news thing, right? Like an old-timey news thing. But yeah. diddly, 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 diddly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this what? just in. <laughs> Bad sound effects on BFNcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the news jingle. But I'm going to hold that, hold my judgment until they, they do this a few more times. But it was it was interesting to hear them talk about the news. But I thought, this can't be good for the show. Mm. But it turned out to be fine. So I will reserve my judgment. But at first, I initially thought, this is not going to be a good segment. But I enjoyed it. I did too. I, the news, uh, I'm sorry, the French part was kind of... Eh, it was cool, interesting, whatever. And then they talked about the Mariah Carey biff, which I didn't see or hear about until, you know, Twitter was all over the place. And I just thought, you know, we all know Mariah Carey could sing. And it, the whole thing was just kind of, people are just animals. <laughs> Do you think Mariah Carey can still sing? Oh, I don't know. I don't subscribe to Mariah Carey, but uh, I would imagine she could. Because I kind of, I kind of think she can't. Like much like every singer that gets old, you know, you can't hit those high notes. Definitely not like she used to. And I recently saw her carpool karaoke segment, and she was like really phoning it in. I thought oh, so. Really? I just think she just can't really sing anymore as well as she could, and there, there's no shame in that. Well, maybe that's a thing. I don't know. I it'll never be on my radar unless it's something that she fucked up on. <laughs> New Year's. But it led to the talking of Allison that there this might exist somewhere. Allison blowing up on camera when she was in her band. And I just hope that that exists somewhere that her friend will bring out because I would love to see it. But it also had, and I've heard this many times, the Casey Kasem thing. I think they used to play it on Howard Stern all the time. And it was so funny. And I loved hearing it and hearing everybody laugh about it. And it just... The pressure and the the things that you have to do as far as being a, an entertainer and always having to be on, I love that now we can really hear what people <laughs> were really like, because I never would have thought Casey Kasem would talk like that. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know Casey Kasem from the radio. He's, I well, I didn't listen to much radio, but he wouldn't be on the stations I'd listen to anyway. That was very funny, the dead dog dedication thing. <laughs> and like they mentioned, I know Bill O'Reilly's Fuck It will do it live very well. And if you want to hear any outtakes from this show, hit me up. I have many oh. very long recordings with behind-the-scenes gaffes <laughs> of Lisa's, Megan's. Not really mine. I'm pretty perfect. Oh, don't worry. I've got one for, from today that I'm going to put to the, to the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> This is like this is like this is like Korea and Donald Trump going to war. Like we both have nukes on each other and we're both just mutually assured destruction. And also I think our fingers are very trigger happy on the the red buttons to just say <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> I don't care if you take me down cuz I'm taking you down. <laughs> really quick before we move on. Also, I need to see a video of Allison playing guitar. So maybe I should hit up Yami on Instagram and be like, hey, do you have any of this video around? 
when I was listening to it and she was saying how, you know, she was having a hard time playing some guitar part. And it reminded me of the story of when the Beatles were recording Taxman and George Harrison was trying to do a solo and was coming up with a whole lot of nothing. And they were just like getting sick of it. And then so Paul went in there, bust out the solo that they have at the beginning and the end. And then that was that. So it happens to the best guitarist of all time. Mm. It can happen to Allison. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, Georgie boy. <laughs> Sorry. I'm in my own world. <laughs> I'd like to see video of that. I swear I probably have seen her play at some point, just because we were always at the same clubs and the same places. And it was just that right at that part of my life where I was going to shows all the time and she was running with the same friends as mine. In fact, one of these times, I'm going to play one, a song from the band from the guy that she was dating that I was friends with. So well, that'll, mm. that'll be a juicy nugget one day. We'll just drop that in there. Love dropping those juicy nuggets. <laughs> a real juicy 90s nugget. Al has very specific ways of showering, which I'm kind of shocked that we're just not getting to this now, considering all of the fondling and whatnot of the past. Because of the trauma he endured in Uruguay, where he had to take a 15-liter military shower, now that he has heated water for as pretty much as long as you want, he what he'll do is he'll take his normal shower, and I thought everyone did this, but he stands in the shower and just enjoys it. And But what he does that's weird is that he slowly ups the hot water more and more until he can no longer take it, and that's when he gets out. Mm. So me, like a fast shower to me is like 10 minutes. Like if I'm out in 10 minutes, it's because like I'm in a rush to get to work. But normally, if it's like my day off like today, I'm going to be in there like 25 minutes, maybe 30. What the hell are you doing? Making a salad in there? <laughs> I mean, I've got a waterproof phone. I've got this new J. Crew catalog. <laughs> Why should I get out of the shower, Lisa? Tell me. I don't um, know. <laughs> I just need to install a disposal. Yes. Hopefully, not a Clarkman. <laughs> but yeah, I just like I put on the music. I'm just in there singing along to rap songs. I'm you know just having a good time. I take military showers pretty much. Well, I wouldn't say that. I go. I take pretty quick showers, 10 minutes, because I don't shave my legs because I'm married and I don't give a shit anymore. And in general, actually, I really don't take showers. I've become even more of an old lady than you can imagine because I do take a bath every single night now. But Aren't I'll you Mariah my- Carey? <laughs> I bring my tablet in there. I watch Gilmore Girls. I've got my wine and candles. If you remember the Cribs episode with Mariah Carey, she did like three or four outfit changes. And then I think it ends with her drinking champagne in a bubble bath. (laughs) That's like, that used to be something I, it's so extravagant. So I thought, okay, this is once in a while type of thing. And I know Jason Dix, you know, near and dear to the old lady heart. We take baths. That's our thing. I don't do showers anymore. And, but I on a lighter note, I do shave my legs more often because I'm in there for so long. And I think, well, I want to stay in here longer. What else could I do? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's another thing is I shower or I shower. I shave in the shower now. Right. Um, so that adds some time. And I like to brush my teeth in the shower because then you can get the best rinse. I used to do that. And then I started getting like a sore throat. And I was like, well, it must be because of the shower. So I stopped doing that years ago. <laughs> um but yeah, if if I took a like a bubble bath or something, I would probably be like John Lennon playing with like a submarine in there, um, in a hard day's night. 
All right. So your birthday's April, right? Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Oh, I was like, I don't understand what she's saying, but I think I know what you mean. Oh, but what I was going to say was when I went to visit, I went to visit, when we went to visit my grandma in Mexico, she, some of the houses like up in the mountains, some of them have like TV and like they have satellite and they have like proper plumbing but my grandma did not. So you would take a shower in like, essentially, it's like a little, it's like a miniature cave. It's it's like a bunch of rocks piled up. She has a wood fire stove in there. Then you just boil some water and pour it on yourself. And that's how we would shower every morning. Or if you were me, because I did not want to shower, you know, in the morning in the mountains with boiling water, you would like skip a day or something. But I have some good memories of some Mexican showers. I understand why Al now is so appreciative of his mon- modern amenities. I think we need to see pictures of this because this is intriguing to me. It sounds almost like a spa, but then it's not. <laughs> I think I actually do have like one picture of it. I'll see if I can find it. Also, Mexican showers is probably in the Urban Dictionary. You would know better than I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so there was a cry from kentucky about maybe having a cat adoption instead of the dog adoption and in general i don't listen to the dog adoption part only because i'm not looking for a dog and it's not because i'm against it i'm totally for the fact that she does this i think it's awesome but i don't really listen to it but when i heard the cat thing i thought okay i want to hear this but then it sparks this whole awesome conversation about working cats and being able to adopt a working cat which I just love it when I hear something that I've never heard of before. <laughs> like, that's pretty awesome. I know my grandparents, they live on an avocado orchard and they have they get cats for that reason. But I didn't know that you could just go to the shelter and there are nice cats and there's basically bad cats that are working cats. <laughs> I like how they have like a sliding scale. They're like, you know, some you can pet and some <laughs> just are kind of doing their own thing. The whole thing was funny, especially Daniel's line, my best friend is a barn cat, but... <laughs> um, or the pronunciation of Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. My friend used to work in Kentucky, and he would say that, you know, it is a thing over there. I think I say it pretty properly with Louisville. Are there... I know there are, like, streets that people pronounce differently, like, that That way you know. Like, if you're in New York, Houston is not Houston. Right. Uh, are there things like in Orange County where, like, if you pronounce it this way, you're clearly not from here? Oh, for sure. Our neighbors just moved here from Chicago, and what? There was some street that they just called something different. I forgot what he, damn it, I forgot what it was. But it was something local to hear that only Joanna would know. And he said it, and my husband said, you mean this street? And he's like, oh, I'm from Chicago. I'm like, that's the excuse. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, this is how you say it. You know, a lot of the streets around here, some people will say it differently. And I think, okay, where are you from? (laughs) Well, and also in California, there's like such people from all over the country. So it's more understandable. And that's true. And all over the world, too, because there are so many Spanish names for streets and they are not pronounced correctly. But if you say it the way it properly should be said, people know you're not from there. Right. Same thing with Santa Ana that you were talking about. If you say Santa Ana, maybe it's more normal, but in Spanish it would just be Santana. Right. And most of my friends call it that because they are Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) Right. As long as you don't pronounce it Chipotle. Oh, no. Or Chipotle. (laughs) My, My kids were just saying how their grandma, my husband's mom, 
they were talking about all the different ways she pronounces things. And they, she said, and she says, Chipotle. Chipotle, what did you just call it? Chipotle? Chipotle. Chipotle. That's what she calls it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so bad. That one really fucking bugs me. And maybe it's just because I'm a Chipotle fan, but it, yeah, it's it's problematic when people say that. It, it is. I don't like it. It's, it's no bueno. <laughs> <laughs> no es bueno. No es bueno. I don't know why I wrote this down. See, oh, I think because you were talking about your love of old lady stuff. No, I was just going to mention it was at a mall and they had a C's candy like little pop up thing for Christmas. And I tried to get the candies that Allison likes, the butterscotch kisses, mm. but they did not have them, which leads me to believe they're not a real thing. And that lady thinks I'm crazy. Let's talk about JMOs. What did you pick, Rafi? Uh, let me see if I can find the actual one. One second. So want me to read it? Sure. Clausen Cookies at Cindy Clausen. Getting in my car with passenger, my phone connects by Bluetooth, playing last podcast, realized I listened to them very loud. Okay. The reason I wanted to talk about that, JMO, was literally for one stupid reason only. <laughs> because they were talking about how Al was saying how when their phone connects, it always starts at the letter A. Yes. And I forget what song they were talking about. but A-OK from Motion City Soundtrack, right? Something like that. Okay. Certain cars do that. And I hate it when it does that because I'm like, why is it playing this song? But Allison said something that I thought was funny and interesting because she said, oh, Aaliyah again or something like that. And I was like, I love me some Aaliyah. Rest in peace, baby girl. But I did not think that Allison would be listening to Aaliyah. I don't know why. I don't see why she wouldn't. AJ, nothing but a number. Great song, even though it's about R. Kelly having sex with an underage Aaliyah. That's problematic. Thoughts? My car doesn't have Bluetooth, and uh, as you've driven with me, you know that my iPod is on a rickety connected to the cigarette lighter thing, which my car still has a cigarette lighter, so I don't have that issue as of yet. But I don't have a lot of albums on my iPod, and so everything was like, oh, it's either Bad Religion or Twin Peaks or something else. And I thought, I really need to put some of my other albums that I've purchased on there because I don't have very much on there. Yeah, there was also Credence, I think. Oh, yeah, Um, of course. I think that was the first one that went on. (laughs) Waylon, Credence, Buck. Yeah. But one thing your car does have is the breathalyzer. (laughs) The engine cutoff switch thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Well, it matches my ankle bracelet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd say that that's a good place to end it on my... uh, sobriety issues mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, girl okay i'll cut that <laughs> out Jeez. oh my gosh this was so much fun i'm glad that you and i could get together and just chit chat because i was looking forward to it it's nice to be able to just hey Rafi, can you be on and you're always ready and willing to support allison's show in any way you can number one patreon number two all the awesome merchandise her shirts are cool new shirt coming this year the keychain super cute of wendy is awesome the pin everything or just through amazon wherever just go to her her website and support her if you want to be a part of this show email bffancast at gmail.com follow the show on twitter at bffancast follow me at jmos and bffs little rafi nappy hirachi where can we find you um, you can meet me at the trap it's going down you can meet me in the mall it's going down <laughs> That is something I've been wanting to say on here forever, but no one will understand the reference. Oh, yeah. I just want to say 
first of all, Lisa, I w- when I was on last week during the live tweet, once I got off, you mentioned something about me being excited because Kelly was on and that you are like old hat. That is not true. <laughs> Love being on here with you. Love you a bunch. Your Aww. birthday's coming up in a week. So watch your door. Uh-oh. Because I'm going to be on it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could go, but I can't. So love talking to you all the time. Shout out to the people who live tweeted. It was actually more people than I thought. And it was surprisingly a lot of fun watching the same episode a total of three times. That was so much day. fun. I hope you do that every month. It was so fun. You need to have like a facts of life live tweet day every month or some, something. I don't know. That was really fun. Like whenever Jenna skips a month like this month. I, I should do one, huh? Yeah, you should. It's so much fun. Uh, it's it's very stressful, I'm not going to lie, because I'm trying to watch. Like, I stared at my phone more than I saw the episode. So, I like, was... each subsequent viewing, I actually saw something new. And I was, so I could come up with jokes, but... Right. I was thinking it... the same thing, because as, as I was doing it, I thought, how is Rafi even watching this with all of this that you're, that's going on. I, and, I, and then I pictured Jenna and like how they do it. I, it's mind boggling how they can c- even see everything. I think because I know they have the laptop open and like the phone open. So, and also I think they could just like pass the phone back and forth, like write this while I do whatever. Cause it's tough to write jokes, watch the show right. and like, and retweet stuff at the same time. So it was, and I'm not good at multitasking, so that was a rough one. So but, maybe um, the next time you're in town, we do one, maybe it's like a team operation to get it going. Definitely. But yeah, shout out to the winners of the shirts. It was Paul and Joanna Bowman. I really enjoyed their tweets, but everyone did such a great job that I wish everyone could have a shirt, but I'm going broke over here. So Allison, start selling those shirts. <laughs> I was about to say word. <laughs> <laughs> well... Brittany, I love you. Thank you and good night.